Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning to you. I thought we'd start the show today commemorating somebody, and I think you know who that is. Listen up. No matter how bad it gets, we have artists. We just lost a great one. Of course, that's Meatloaf. Of course, you've heard. Meatloaf died of COVID. Wow. We lost Meatloaf because of COVID. You know, a lot of people suffer from this thing that happens when COVID gets chronic. Some of us are terming it post-COVID syndrome. And again, there's a big area for a certain type of medicine to inject itself so we don't have these kinds of tragedies. And it revolves around an understanding that is more on the specifics of COVID than normally and that is this thing called the cytokine now in a nutshell and I, and I put this uh, I put a good article on the website called 
cytokine-mediated tissue fibrosis. It's a long article, but to cut to the chase, fundamentally, when that virus hits you, your immune system starts triggering a cell, a response to the attack called a cytokine. Now, the cytokine is part of what drives the desired inflammatory response. When I say desired, I mean there's a phase in COVID when you get hit by the virus where you want the histamine response, where you want blood and fluid building up and rushing to certain areas. There's a phase where you want a myriad of immune system cells being triggered so that you get the full spectrum and the full power of an immune response. That phase entails the production, multiplication, and dissemination of something called a cytokine. Now, I wager you, we do not really understand this. And in that we've got a, a virus now that's, that's a lot more prevalent. I mean, you've noticed in the last six to eight weeks how many people are getting this now. And that's, in a sense, a good thing because the virus is softening. And as it softens... As I said last week on the show, the percentage of the population it reaches increases tremendously. And you're seeing this happen. This is not an exaggerated occurrence. This is actually happening. And I think your common sense tells you that. A lot of people you know are getting this thing now. With that comes a perception of the virus as endemic, meaning we have to look at this like the flu. And if you study the world, governments across the world are ending the mandates and signaling the beginning of understanding this as something we're going to be living with forever. Mankind just added it, wherever, whatever its origin. Mankind just added it to its repertoire. We deal with lots of stuff every day, stuff we know and stuff we don't know. COVID's just one of many things. But something I think a little unique about this virus is that its damage is not so much defined by the virus. As much as the immune response to the virus. And when I say the immune response to the virus... I mean the cytokine response. Because the cytokine triggers the fibrosis. It causes the fibroblast to start spinning that sticky web that we call fibrin. So when you have COVID and three months and six months and nine months later, you still feel symptomatic, stick, sticky, not normal. 
something in the way you function tells you you're not there yet, but it's been three to six to nine months, well, you got to start to expand your understanding of what a cytokine response really means. Because it's not really a lot different than what happens to people when they hit their middle ages. People, when they hit their middle ages, start to feel like glue. Everything they do competes with the fact that they're not 18 anymore. Whether you're hiking up a trail, whether you're bending down to pick something up, whether you're reaching high for something, whether you're playing sports, there is this stickiness in your tissue. Lots of things enhance this. If you don't get your sleep, you enhance the cytokine response. If your blood sugar is dysregulated, if you're running your insulin too high, if you're running your anabolic hormones, your estrogen and your testosterone too low, you enhance the fibrotic response. We got to move this notion of COVID and the cytokine response to life as you suffer from poor maintenance leaves you overwhelmed by scar tissue. We really aren't talking about anything outside the specter of the normal things we measure vibrance and health with. We say at 50 years old, our tissues are scarred. And we say if we take care of our health, much of what we design our health programs about or with intention to is resolving the damage in the tissues, the joints, and that includes the organs of the chronic inflammatory scar tissue. I think the problem for people with what happens after COVID is the same problem for people when it comes to understanding just what degeneration means in the normal course of it. And of course, we don't have a language around this. Our lack of language or our, we function outside the specter of where the fibrotic level is in the body, just as a, a normal parameter for health. So for years, you've heard me on air talk about peeling muscle off bone. You've often heard me talk about purging the intercellular space to the point where the flow in the gel, in the jellied matrix between the cells, becomes clear enough for light to move through it at a different level. All of these things are different ways of describing the opposite of which 
occurs when you've been ravaged by a heavy inflammatory phase, thus in response to a virus. That's how we just lost meatloaf. Now, yeah, lots of people, in the end, if you watch them, no matter how sick they are, they don't really give a hoot. They're going to do the minimum, and if that gets them through, then great. And if not, it's their time, and they more or less don't fight. And, of course, that's their prerogative. But I can't help but think that there's a lot of people that suffer from this thing. This thing, I mean covid and the cytokine response because they don't understand what to do about fibrosis. What you do about fibrosis is what you do about health. It's not a lot different. The degree to which your body is wrapped in the cocoon or the gauze of sheets and layers of fibrin laid down in response to cytokine signaling. Thus the article on the show, on the website. That phenomenon equates with the same phenomenon of what it means to get your body healthy. They're not any different. It's just that there's a lot more at stake when you're in the post-COVID phase. So people say in the post-COVID phase, my kidneys are still not functioning right. I still can't breathe. I still can't get my O2 perfusion up. Their mentation processes, their cognitive processes are still off. The pains in the joints are worse than ever. The body's still lackluster. And the medical community now is quick to back that that symptomology up. They're quick to back you up when you say, gee, it's been two months since I've had this darn thing, and why do I still feel like I have it, even though I know I don't have it like I had it? Well, we've termed a phenomenon. It's called the post-COVID syndrome. We have, in a sense, a post-COVID syndrome sweeping a nation. We're going to have a lot more of it now because the numbers of people who have finally gotten this thing have skyrocketed. Which is what epidemiology would have told you two years ago. When Ioannidis and Witkowski and Gupta and a whole slew, Jay Pacharya, anyone that was part of the Barrington Doctrine and, and otherwise would have told you about the course of a virus, of a novel virus. They would have said eventually it mutates to a very high contagion state, but one that's far less lethal. I mean, use your head. What would a smart virus do? Smart virus doesn't want to kill its host. A smart virus just wants to use the host to multiply itself. And which virus will be left standing at the end? Well, it's going to be the virus that is the least lethal, the one that doesn't kill the host. 
the one that moves the fastest is the one that just piggybacks from host to host. The virus that kills the host is not the virus that lives another day. So we've got something to deal with now. Meatloaf should have beaten COVID. Where was the team? What does it take when you're in these these hovering stages? Well, one thing you have to do is strip the flesh. In other words, you get COVID and you're going to work with it for months. In that period of time, if you've got 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds to drop, guess what? You just bought yourself a ticket to Weight Watchers. You just bought yourself a serious ticket to Weight Watchers. There isn't anything, any condition in the body that's going to get you coveted out faster than having excess weight. So there's one big one. The second thing you're going to do is balance your blood sugar to the point where over a two-month period of time, your glycated hemoglobin would drop all the way to the low fives. These are the standards you need to utilize if you want to be realistic about defibrilizing your body. About defibrilizing your body. About creating a terrain inside yourself that allows the deposition of fibrin and the rate at which that occurs to reverse itself. You don't have to have COVID to do this. You just have to be interested in life and regeneration. But if you're trying to phase this during a post-COVID frame, in other words, you got through it over a two to four week period, it was a fight for your life, but you're still not there. You know you've been hit with something. You have to look at it this way. Now, there's another critical piece to this. You have to get in to nature. And this is something you don't feel like doing when you're coming out of COVID. But it's something you have to do. And in it, you have to find those places of fibrosis in your body. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> what you're going to notice post-COVID, especially if it's hit your lungs, is you don't feel like you can get your air. And one of the things you have to do is get your heart rate up to the point where you challenge your breath. Now, this is counterintuitive for people. To push yourself cardiovascularly in a way where you would feel short of breath after you may have spent Four weeks being short of breath is not intuitive. 
but it's absolutely critical. Because it's at the end of that strained, almost painful inflammation. The same kind you experienced when you tried out for the track team. It's in that little phase where you're forcing air into the alveoli of the lung and forcing the neutralization or forcing off the adhesion of the fibroblast. When you're gasping for air, you're pushing open the bubble of the alveolus. Not any different than when you're stretching a tendon or twisting your body into a position where it's starting to feel like you're almost going to tear yourself only to find on the other side of that tear is freedom. This very sneaky, insidious edge has to be mastered to get on the other side of COVID. I have a multitude of people under my care who've had this thing as far back as a year, a year and a half ago, and they still suffer. And they're simply told it's post-COVID. These are the damages that can occur with COVID, and we don't know a lot about it, but we'll just have to live with it. I mean, this is the kind of stupidity. This type of idiocy always repeats itself with everything. This relationship with the cytokine is a relationship that's on, it's on standing, it goes on. And our response to it, the context in which we have to understand it, is no different than what it takes to get healthy. We're always going into those areas of adhesion, whether it's stretching lung capacity, whether it's pushing fluid into the brain, whether it's twisting the physical part, the joint, the joint and the organs, twisting them into uncomfortable positions, breathing in to the tissues in those uncomfortable positions, scaring yourself only to find on the other side of things you feel like you set yourself free. And this is how you deal with adhesion. This is how we start Understanding how to get out of COVID for good. Many of us are going to be facing this when we get out of the acute phase. When you're in the acute phase, again, if you're finding, as many of you are finding, that your vaccine didn't work, go for the ivermectin. If you get in there with people and you listen to them and you watch them before and after 
there dance with ivermectin. It's for real. Don't want to get into why that didn't spread. But it's for real. All of this is acute phase. But after a month or two months, if you're in your third month, you're there, you're encased in something. You've got to figure your way out of. This is where periods of fasting can also become so absolutely important. Again, more than anything, it's identifying that feeling where you push your body to an edge, an uncomfortable edge, whether it's air in the lungs or a twisting into the kidneys or a burning in the joints as you stretch them. Finessing that edge is breaking down those sheaths of scars on the other side of which you'll feel your freedom. That's it in a nutshell. It isn't complicated if you get out of the way of your head. Well, here's to you, my good friend Meatloaf. We will miss you. That's it for today. I'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.